Greetings. Welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Bags. I'm Foley. And tonight we watched, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, too Short a Season. Too Short a Season. That's, it's not too long a season. Is it? Too Something a Season. <laughs> wow, we're, we're really good, good at this. Uh, Episode 14. Oh, no, I've gone past it. No. Too Short a Season. That's it. We're professionals. We know what we're doing. All right. That was episode 14 of season one. Yeah, just strap in, everybody. It's going to be a bumpy ride. So this episode... uh, Project, man. Project. This episode uh, presents us with the adventures of Admiral Mark Jameson, the incredible de-aging Starfleet Admiral. He's, uh... Well, the aging makeup in this is really horrendously bad. Jameson looks kind of like a Muppet at the very beginning. He's suffering from Alan Iverson's disease. (laughs) He doesn't pass the ball very much. No. No, he's suffering from Iverson's disease. It ravages the body and prematurely ages and debilitates. Is that what that does? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't paying attention at all. Yeah. See, the things you miss when you're, like, just scrolling through your phone instead of watching the episode. How dare you? I'm sorry. I've I've watched it so many times. And yet you don't know about Iverson's disease. And yet I don't know about Iverson's disease. Um, He shows up in... in Professor Xavier's wheelchair from the 90s X-Men. It's pretty great. I wonder if that's where they got it from, or do you think it was, like, concurrent? No, the show came... Star Trek came before that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just wasn't sure. I couldn't... I don't know when that wheelchair made its debut, made its debut in the debut comics. In comics? I don't know. That's a good question. It could predate this episode. It might not. Who can say? It's possible that the creators of Star Trek are just terrible thieves. Maybe. Don't know. I could look into it, but I won't. So the episode begins, really, with a, the announcement of a sort of explosive hostage situation on the planet... Morden? Morden. Dan. More Dan, yeah. Yeah, Who, who's not paying attention now? Hey. Who's you? So the leader of the planet, one Karnas, has uh, has been told by the the terrorists that they will only negotiate with a Star Tra- Starfleet intermediary, and they want the intermediary who negotiated peace on planet more than yeah. 45 years before. Karnas is the one who's made this decision, he says. Yeah. He says, I believe that only Mark Jameson could take care of this because... Only the best. ...of reasons... I need the oldest man I can find to negotiate. I need someone who's teetering on the edge of senility to take care of this situation for me. Luckily, it turns out Jameson is alive. Thank goodness. And available for the mission. The Enterprise picks him up, at which point we realize how old he is. Yeah, and we get some dramatic music as the Admiral makes it clear that Starfleet has designated him the command officer on any mission that he is on. So he's the dude in charge when he's on a mission. Sort of kind of a it's kind of a callback to uh, Star Trek the motion picture one where Kirk Admiral Kirk kind of strolls onto the bridge onto the Enterprise and just sort of bosses his way around because he's an admiral and can do whatever he wants well actually in the motion picture he he regained he does yeah yeah like they Starfleet gave him the ship back, but uh, maybe in Star Trek Two, it was, it was he takes control over over Captain Spock. I don't think Spock minds though. Yeah, no, because he had that whole ego speech, you know, in his in his super seventies room. You know, it's like, beautiful. I know. Do you remember that mirror he had with those lights that seemed to just like kind of stretch back? Are we talking yeah. about Star Trek Two now? Yeah, we're talking about Star Trek Two now. Okay, keep up. Jameson would have been uh, sixty years old during the <laughs> of Star Trek Two. Jameson is pretty old. Like at at eighty five, yeah. he um, he's the body of a hundred twenty year old. Yeah, because the he actually he he does he looks like McCoy. In yeah, the very ne- first next gen takes place yeah. like seventy five years after the original series. 
they, it looks like the the makeup design. They really took a cue from the job they did on DeForest Kelly and encountered Farpoint. They really do. Where he's supposed to be 130. Yeah. Oh, if only that he had worn that sparkly cardigan that uh, McCoy had worn. You only get the space cardigan when you've been in Starfleet <laughs> for 100 years. That's your centennial gift. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um. Yeah. So anyway. Uh. Yeah. Jameson's really old, and he's gonna do the mission anyway. So. Yeah. And he's he's in control. Dun 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 dun. And then credits. You right. know, like, I guess we're supposed to be... This is the point of tension. Yeah, I guess we're supposed to be worried or something. Like, oh my god, a Starfleet Admiral who's supposedly the best mediator ever is going to take control of this mission about mediating yeah. a dispute. He's going to come on board throw his This around. is going to go badly, I guess. It I might. don't know. It might. I guess. It, uh, it seems like an odd point at which to add tense music. It would have made a lot more sense... Well, we learn in essentially the next scene that Jameson seems to be mysteriously... His health seems to be mysteriously improving. Uh, signs of the Iverson's disease seem to be diminishing. Mm-hmm. He's able to walk for the first time in years without his without his X-Men chair. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a funny scene. Like, he, he gets up. He's at the back of the bridge. Uh, they ask him if he wants to, you know, take the con. It's like, hey, old man, do you want to drive while we're, uh, we're pulling into orbit here? He's like, I certainly would. And then he gets out of the chair and walks down and... Riker seems super shocked by this. Like, Riker looks like he's about ready to tackle this guy. Well, he should be shocked. Yeah, yeah. No one's ever... Yeah. I get where... He was supposed to be... He was supposed to never walk again. So, this strikes me as odd behavior for someone who's trying, at this point in the show, to keep a low profile about his de-aging situation, you know? Like, Uh, he doesn't want people to get wise to the fact that he's taken this alien de-aging drug, but he can't help but show off a little... Well... I think the cat get, cat's out of the bag pretty quickly. He even says yeah. as much because yeah, but that happens yeah. like a couple like a little bit later in the episode where he's like, "There's nothing to hide now. Yeah, this is the shit I done, and I done did it." So he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. They want to preserve the mystery for at least a couple scenes, I guess. Um, it just felt like a, like if I were him, I wouldn't have done that just just then. I guess. That's me, though, you know. Maybe he legitimately feels it doesn't make a difference. Maybe. I guess when you're 85 years old, you don't really give a fuck. Pretty much. It's like, whatever. You should be, like, cussing around on the bridge. (laughs) Way too old to give a shit about what any of you think about anything. Yeah, really, like... I wonder if he... He probably, like, farts and stuff in front of the crew, too. He farts. He grabs the doctor's ass. Like, like, what... Is that just, like, an old person thing where they're just, like... They don't don't care anymore? They'll just... Because when I I I worked... so, yeah. When I worked in retail, I saw it all the time old people would come in you know like when i was working at future shop old people would come in they'd be browsing the dvds or whatever and they just you know if they needed to boom, they'd just let one rip I, no I, shame i think it's a right you earn when you reach yeah 80. like when when you get to a specific age you're you no longer have to hold in your flatulence you know you you can just let it out or maybe you can't hold it in anymore maybe that's it that might be part of it, yeah. But uh, either way, they don't care. And I think that would have made this episode better if Jameson was just like, you know, as he was trundling down to the to the con, if he just like dropped a couple bombs. There's not a lot of farts on Star Trek. <laughs> we know it must happen. They just never acknowledge it. Everyone's yeah. just too much of a pro. Well, you know, I, I presumably like the, the seats of all of these, uh, of all their Lycra jumpsuits are like, have like charcoal filters in them so nobody has to deal with uh we talked about the 24th before. century flatulence we talked about this before like offensive smells on yeah yeah eyes. that all has to get suppressed otherwise it would just be such a bad working environment <laughs> yeah i wonder i wonder what the air recyc is like on the enterprise like how fresh does the air seem i don't know i feel like we're drifting off the uh off the episode here but that's okay we never considered what data smells like what does data smell like maybe he smells like an action figure like yeah you know one of those stinky ones though like you know yeah. 
one made out of cheap plastic or like remember in the I guess it was the, the late nineties they did this uh this really bad re release of some of the original G.I. Joe figures, but they made them out of really cheap plastic. I, I, I don't remember that. Oh man. Yeah, open those up and they were they were just rank. What were those those rubberized those rubber bendy action figure men? They had like a weird name like like Muscle? Muscle, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And, and that was sounds a, like a muscle figure. Yeah, that that was an that was an acronym for something too, because like it was M uh, M period U. M dot U dot stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's like a wrestling show, like an, an anime. That was a TV show. Yeah, apparently. Oh. Well, or at least the uh, TV show came from it at some point. Mm. Um, I've never watched it, but yeah, like the 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 main one, the guy with the the big lips and the kind of uh, I the kind of mohawk thing on I his don't remember on his Mexican wrestling mask. All of them were the same color, though. They like. They were all that kind weird, of fleshy. Yeah, yeah. They were kind of gross. Yeah. Kind of like, I mean, they, they smell a lot like data. They're a little disappointing. Um, not as good as Battle Beasts. Remember Battle Beasts? No. You don't remember Battle Beasts? No. Oh, man, that's Sorry. tragic. Battle Beasts were basically, they're, they're about the same size, except like their their arms and sometimes their legs moved. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have a little bit of articulation. And each of them has one of those uh, heat-activated uh, stickers on their chest, you know, mm-hmm. like the Transformers did, where you could find out who was an Autobot or a Decepticon. But with the Battle Beasts, it was the four elements. Earth, oh, yeah, Earth, I remember wind, that. fire, and air. I, and, I totally uh, remember that. And that's how you could tell, like, which Battle Beast would kick which Battle Beast's ass. Oh, sort of a paper rock scissors yeah. type of thing? But, yeah, and they were all wearing, like, this kind of mechanized armor. Like, my favorite one was this owl that had, like, a like a cybernetic eye and, like, wow. like mech... M- mecha style armor it was uh i thought he was rad this is a this is quite a nostalgic conversation which mm-hmm. that i guess brings up something i wanted to talk about which okay. is it's the 24th century right it is and we we get already in the first season it's a nice device the writers like to use is to have the cast and characters be nostalgic for a period of time of which the audience is familiar mm-hmm. 1950s detective stories yeah or, yeah or well, sherlock holmes or next but, gen they always so, seem to look to the past for their entertainment Right. So, obviously, I mean, there's some copyright and intellectual property issues with the TV show being, you know, mentioning other things from the mm-hmm. 20th century. But do you think that far in the future, much has persisted from pop culture of our time now? Like, do you think, like, Jordy is, like, a huge Star Wars fan? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you go into Jordy's room, he's probably got, like, mint on card action he, figures from 1977. He's got my missing Darth Vader hoodie. <laughs> I really this want is, back. You still don't have that, huh? No, that, heartbroken. I that's can't find terrible. It. But, uh, yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, if, you, if you're just comparing, like, what was available, what's available, what's memorable now and still resonates with 21st century people from 400 years in the past, do you how think much, it, there's some things, but not a ton. Like, what do you think has actually persisted? I bet it's, like, really weird and inane Pokemon things. cards. Absolutely. I'll, I'll bet, like, at 10 forward, they probably have, like, a, a weekly Pokemon card tournament. Who do you think's the champion on the ship? Guinan. Oh, I was going to say Barkley, but mm, yeah. Barkley, maybe, but I think Guinan's been around long enough to have caught them all several times over that's that's not fair she's like the original cards <laughs> she was on earth in the yeah yeah 18th century maybe she, maybe she's the creator of pokemon maybe she planted that seed oh. before she left Did she she worked for Nintendo? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Who could say? That's an interesting thought. Okay. <laughs> Pokemon, yeah. What about, like, but again, like, we saw Riker the other day watching the, uh... The Harp Ladies? The Harp Ladies on, on, 
guess what they call television. I, I'm, I'm sure that it was the uh, the Star Trek equivalent of the Spice Channel or something. Yeah, but do you think like they have movies and television? It, it would be so archaic. I mean, it seems like it, it's such an archaic medium, but then again, we have operas and music and theater that's 400 years old mm-hmm. available to us, so maybe they do. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think would persist? Would they would they retain well, the original recordings? Would they just reinterpret it? Oh, like, are they? F- I'm sure like anything that we have now, they probably still have access to, unless it was somehow destroyed in like whatever wars happened between now and Trek. Well, yeah, it was like those nasty courts that we saw where Q mm-hmm. takes them in the 21st century. Exactly, but and even so, though, um, digital storage being what it is and being as small as it is, it would be uh, it would be perfectly conceivable for a lot of this stuff to survive. Yeah, but whatever. Like we've, I've got like I barely can play DVDs anymore. I have lots of devices that can't even read those. Yeah, and that's you know only a few years ago. Yeah, no, it's it's fair. Um, but yeah, stuff could get digitized. Yeah, yeah. Um, I expect that a lot of the things that have endured for us now are pro- are probably therefore would endure to the 24th century. Like, like I'm, I'm top sure. Gun. Well, no. I don't, no. I don't think Top Gun has really endured for us. We make fun of Top Gun now, and Top Gun's like people tw- are aware of it though. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, but it's you think you still, think you think Top Gun will be lost in the sands of time in the next by the, 20, in the next thirty years. It's not. It's not thirty years. I know. It's the twenty fourth century. No, dude. No, it's no, just, a, just go with me here. It's hundreds of years. No, no. In thirty years, Top Gun will still be around. Okay. Although, so what about sixty years? Sixty years. I don't think it'll be anywhere near as prevalent as it is today. I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. Put think about it this way. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Wor- I'll... World War Two aerial combat movies yeah. were a thing and a popular thing in the uh, in the forties and fifties. They don't have characters named Iceman and Maverick in them. They had their equivalents. Not even close. <laughs> for the time. Did they have volleyball? I'm just saying that right, those fine. were probably insanely popular movies at the time. And can you name a single one? King Kong. That's that's not count. Why? That movie's that that's about a that's about a giant ape. That's not about. Uh, uh, excuse me. There's there, aerial combat. <laughs> there, there the gorilla are, is fighting biplanes. Yeah, biplanes. I'm ta- I'm talking World War Two here. You know, fine. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, in in that era, those there were movies like that that were very popular. Like, Do you think Worf has seen King Kong? Probably not. But Worf doesn't strike me as an aficionado of you know old Earth films. Okay, but who knows? He likes prune juice. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. I was thinking more along the lines of like Beethoven and stuff. Things that have endured for hundreds of years. Yeah, that's what to I was getting at. Us before. now, yeah, are will probably endure until then because they've already stood that test of time already so it's uh it's probably reasonable to assume that they will continue to do so whereas um movies movies as a medium are still fairly young like i mean we're on, we're basically at like the 100 year mark roughly now for uh, how long movies have been around all right so we haven't really had anything to stand the test of time yet but i'm sure there will be like it, but it's hard king to say kong, bro yeah well i'm i'm saying king kong yeah. will be around all right but you know just like today it'll be right. I'll, I'll i'll take that as concession and claim victory very well um where were we talking, what were we talking about oh this ep- <laughs> the episode oh, right yeah. so maybe we should start talking about the episode again meanwhile while we talked about that jameson de-aged 50 years yes he did uh although like every scene we see him like they they've he gets progressively younger and and like, every time the makeup yeah. is just as bad and like, his voice gets a little less yeah, ridiculous yeah. <laughs> Until the end, he's like a... Yeah, his, his voice gets yeah. normal, and then when he's dying, it goes back to old. Yeah, I know. Which is 
and weird, but we're getting ahead of ourselves as we often do. Um, well, um, I mean, really, the the main the main first two acts of the show are basically like, why is this guy getting younger? And, and then then he just straight up tells us. Yeah, he's uh, um, he procured this de aging drug from a planet that he uh, that he did a treaty for back in the day. And they normally don't share it with outsiders. Yeah, but they felt they owed him because of the uh, the service rendered. So he got enough for himself and his wife, but he was going to test it out on himself first because he couldn't risk her. Right. And he was already, you know, crippled with Iversons, so he figured, you know, what did it matter if he died? He was already, you know, an invalid anyways. However, the- all of a sudden, the process is supposed to take two years, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's de-aging at a rate of ten years per scene. Yeah, uh, because he's decided when this when this mission came up he's like shit i gotta be on top of this and so he took it all like the full of the full remainder of his dose and the full two-year dosage for his for his good lady wife let's just say that's really really dumb like yeah. if you've got if you've got really bad diarrhea <laughs> you like don't. you maybe you double up on the pepto you don't drink two in, bottles no no uh <laughs> it's a bad fucking idea it really is now i'm i'm curious as to what his thought process was it's like oh well obviously if i take it all It'll just work extra fast. It won't kill me via overdose or whatever. Why would that happen? You know, like it it makes you wonder. It's like, gosh, all the all these people, you know, taking cancer treatment to recover from their cancer. Why don't they just take all of their chemo drugs all at once? It would work, maybe. Yeah, you know, this Star Trek logic, you know, if I just took three years of chemo drugs in one go, I'd probably be fine. Listen, it's the nature of science. You have a hypothesis, you have to test it. (laughs) No one said that it won't work, so he's got to prove. Yeah, I I guess... It just seems like a real. It, it seems like it's not very smart. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a very good. It's, uh, it is supposed to be sort of a hubris-filled decision. He, yeah. Um, I guess the next thing that we learn, more or less, is the big revelation is that Karnas is the one who is holding the hostages. It's not. There are no other terrorists. Yeah. It's actually him. And, and it's he a wants personal, Jameson. It's a personal vendetta against Jameson because they negotiated together forty-five years ago the release of these hostages that Karnas was holding at the time. The dirty secret, which I guess I'll spoil bum, right bum, now. Bum is that Jameson never succeeded in negotiating a peace. He gave in to Karnas' demands, which were to hand over... A bunch of weapons. A bunch of high-tech weapons that would allow them to kill their rival clan. And in his interpretation of the Prime Directive, he gave the same weapons to Karnas' enemies as well, thus keeping the playing field even. And resulting in 40 years of bloody civil war. Yeah. Which Whoops. they've only come out of now recently. So Karnas is uh, a little pissed about that. Yeah, he's he's a little miffed. Now, I'm wondering about the ages here, because this... Uh, oh, the Civil War took place 40 years ago, which would have made Jameson 45. It was it was 45 years. Oh, they've had peace. It was there was it was 45 years ago they negotiated. Then there was 40 years of war, and now they've had five, five years, years of peace. Pe- okay, so 45 years ago. So Jameson was 40. How well, I guess old, so. Yeah. How old was Carnass then? Well, because Carnass, he does not look like he was the same age as Jameson. Carnass looks no. considerably younger than what Jameson looked he's, like. So. He's supposed to be younger. And yeah. the thing is, we we are told that. Um, he he came to power right before the before this all happened as the but the young heir let's say, to let's the murdered say, uh, Carnass was like sixty. That would have made him fifteen at the time. Yeah, could be. So like he's also an alien. Maybe they don't age it the same way. Fair. Could be. Could they be. They just they just like wearing tie dye uh, like. 
like jumpers. You see his outfit? No. You, oh, I missed it. I missed that. So it's basically head to toe, like it's a one piece with like a sort of um. I thought it was kind of look. I thought it was camo. Camo for what though? Like I don't know. They were they know. were all paramilitary. I thought they were all wearing this kind of weird gray camo. They've got to hide themselves in a field of sort of like blue well, stuff they're, they're, and, they're, they're and all... brooches. Oh. What about those brooches? Like, yeah. It's flare. Okay. <laughs> Thank right. you, disembodied voice. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Urban <laughs> camouflage. I dig it. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. Fair enough. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I saw a guy in tie-dye today, like this this old guy walking down the street, like long white hair, tie-dyed <laughs> shirt, shorts. You don't say. Yeah. It's like, Wow. A man, an elderly like a, man, an elderly man with long hair and tie dye in Victoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, what are it's the odds? Super, super hippie. Um, awesome. It 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 made me think. I was like, gosh, I guess hippies are really old now. Did you ask him if you watched Star Trek? No, I was in my car. Oh. Did you yell at him? Does, did you say you yeah, Star Trek? Yeah. So get a haircut, hippie. And then I drove on. Oh man. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that was very nice. It's of you. just my jealousy over the hair thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh man. Um. So. I can't believe you aren't on board with me putting the uh, shaving the uh, Triforce into my head. It's up to you. It's a personal decision. I just, I, I would have expected more support from you on it. Uh, just live your dreams. I, I will. Just... Good. Good. All right. Anyways, uh, so they arrive at Mordan, and Jameson's gonna lead a rescue mission to get those yeah. hostages out because he's not gonna, he's not gonna negotiate with Karnas this time. That's bullshit. He's gonna yeah. do what he should have done the first time and go in there and take those hostages out by force. Gun a blazing beams down data's all like you're leading us the wrong way our uh, our information says that this is not right and he's like no 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 i know these tunnels like the back of my hand because obviously these tunnels haven't changed in the 45 years he's been away yeah why on earth would any kind of construction happen in the 45 years he's been gone well in his defense he was actually was right it was the shortest way they just mm-hmm. cut a hole through the wall yeah, the they newly had, yeah, placed wall yeah which I'm reasonably sure alerted Karnas's troops to their presence because they're then almost immediately ambushed by them sure but like what could be cooler than cutting your way through a wall with your with phasers oh uh, well I, uh, I, I don't know and it I guess it depends on how they show it in I, this episode it wasn't very impressive it was <laughs> actually, it sure. was a slow <laughs> tracing <laughs> it was really boring and Worf and Tashi Yar, who had very little to do in this episode. Oh, this man. was almost their biggest moment, and it yeah. looked so bored. <laughs> it was funny. Like you see Tashi Yar in the background throughout the entire episode, just looking like she's gonna fall asleep from boredom. She just she's just yeah. there, staring <laughs> off into the. Di- she's got the thousand yard stare going on. You know what it was? It's probably the two of them are standing back there. Maybe Worf probably like really cut a really nasty part, and she's just too polite to say anything. I mean, Klingon ones are bad too, because yeah, you know I mean, what they. What do you have for lunch? Oof. So anyway, um, yeah, so they get ambushed immediately by yeah. uh, some very slow-moving troops. And what Ooh. follows is, like, the most ridiculous combat scene. Uh, Jordy does a pretty sweet barrel roll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Data also does a sweet barrel roll. Yeah, and then Jameson decides to stand up and very slowly take aim with his phaser. And once it's aimed, he leaves it there for a while to make sure he's pointing it in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't fire because Worf watching this happen and obviously waiting for Jameson to do something which he doesn't do yeah. decides like this this is bullshit I need to tackle this guy down before he gets his ass shot yeah. so he tackles him down before he got his ass shot good work Worf yeah way to go Worf and, and then, oh and then Tasha shoots two dudes yeah and she, then she's uh, the only one that hits anybody then Jameson has like an attack of de-aging oh yeah and they all beam back up to the ship 
The rescue mission is aborted. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, and then Jameson goes to sickbay where he proceeds to start dying. Yeah, and get really sweaty and gross. Uh, it should be noted at this point, or it should have been noted earlier, but I'll just do it now. Uh, as Jameson gets younger, he also gets dirtier looking, like greasier. He's just like, sweaty. Yeah, he's just, he looks... Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wanted to hand him, like, a wipe to, like, you know, towel off his face. Because he, right. he looked... He, he did not look clean. He's supposed to be sick. I mean, de-aging is hard work, I guess. I guess like, so. Uh, we're, we get a reveal of him, like, a final reveal of him in uh, the medical bay at this point. And I think we're supposed to be shocked at how young he it's is. It's cherubic looking. A- except that the only thing that's changed since the last scene we saw him in, and this one, is that he appears to have shaved. Like, yeah. he no longer has stubble so maybe he uh, no longer needs to shave I, yeah maybe maybe he's now so young that uh, maybe uh, Jameson was just a really late bloomer and he didn't start shaving until like his like late 20s so he was like you 70 know? M- maybe he's like yeah. you maybe he didn't start shaving until shut like up. well into his 30s shut up whatever <laughs> how's it going for you by the way like you know uh, you know I, I shaved you're getting the hang of it I cut myself last night. yeah that's fair that's fair that's you'll get you know I mean you don't really need to I mean it, I, I, <laughs> I mean you can leave it for like a couple of months before you actually need to, need to take care of it at all. I no mean, way. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I usually shave for the work week once on on Sunday night, and then I'm kind of good. It's it's unnecessary, really. You know, um, fully is just doing it to feel like an adult. But in actual fact, if he didn't shave for like a month, no one at work would notice. That's not true. Well, maybe. He says it's not true. It's totally true. Um, Anyways, okay. So mean. So Karnas is all like, you know, there's been an armed intrusion. That stinks of Jameson. You give me Jameson now or I'm going to start killing people. Yeah, 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 that's right. Karnas really goes into ultimatum mode. Of course, the thing is, Jameson is more or less five minutes yeah. away from death anyway. So he's he's just going to hand himself over to Karnas because what the hell. Um, yeah. And so he does. They they beam down. Uh, Karnas threatens that not when he sees he this guy. That it's yeah. him, of so course. he threatens that he's not only going to kill you know the hostages, but he's going to kill them as well and Picard. You know, Picard plays that really cool. He yeah, seem Picard by that at all. Yeah, he's totally unfazed by this. Uh, so much so that in Jameson's final moments, he calls to have his wife beamed down. He's like, "Please beam Bring Mrs. Jameson into down into this highly dangerous hostage situation with a man who has threatened to kill us all because he doesn't believe that this dude is Jameson." And also show him three photos of uh, Jameson's transformation so he'll totally realize that this is Jameson. Oh, yeah. No time-lapse photography or anything. Just three pictures. Three stills. Three three stages. I mean, there's no... You can't fake that shit, man. Well... The secrets of Photoshop were lost in the wars. It's gone. Well, Karn- Adobe is gone. Karnas is convinced. Can you imagine a world without Adobe's plastics? Um, no, no more subscription service. Software be so. You can't subscribe to Photoshop anymore. Licensing would be so easy. Oh man. Oh yeah. They they give, they've given up magazines in the future. They've grown beyond them. Oh they're, man. They're still just watching Top Gun and King Kong. <laughs> Sadly enough, I watched Top Gun this afternoon. Damn straight, you did. Yeah, I did. Is that true? Yes. It is true. Awesome. I totally watched Top Gun this afternoon. It's terrible. Like what are you it's talking re- about it's really bad. <laughs> oh, anyways. 
So I think so. Carnass, you know, oh. finally believes that Jameson is who he says he is when Jameson shows him a scar. Oh right, you know, and that sealed their blood bond. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I guess the de-aging drug... It despite, ignored the scar. Yeah, it ignored the scar, despite doing all of these amazing changes to the rest of his body. Yeah. Like, you know, all of his wrinkles are gone. It's been drastically rewriting his DNA. Yeah. But the scar, we'll just... We'll leave that. Whatever, it's good. It, it gives un- him character. It undid all his other body mods. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> his, his nipple rings rejected. His shootout, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his fake hip got uh, expelled. <laughs> Oh, that'd be amazing! Just falls oh, right out. Oh man, like just forced out through the through his back through the regenerating bone. Yeah, yeah. the regenerating Gross. bone just forces it out. That would be awesome. Oh. Like, <laughs> another case of like, wow, if they could reshoot this episode now. Oh man, that would be great. Yeah, and with computer effects, we could do yeah. some horrifying things. That would be great, though. Yeah. So um, you so know, Jameson. Yeah, he he dies. Right he there dies, there and, and I guess that absolves him in Carnass's eyes because now Carnass is all like your long night and mine are finally over like I guess he's just forgiven Jameson after 45 years of hating this guy's guts watching him die wipe that all away now now they're now they're cool I mean they're so cool that he lets Jameson be buried on that planet at at Jameson's wife's request for some reason well maybe now he can pee on the grave every day I (laughs) I guess so but why would Jameson's wife ask to have her husband's body buried on the planet that her husband lied to her about this whole ordeal about so he could go save it like I don't know I think she'd be kind of bitter about this whole thing personally like if I if I were Mrs. Jameson I'd be like uh uh-uh. uh and I would take his body back home to like our home so that I could visit my husband's grave or maybe she's really mad at him she's really mad at him and she's just like fuck you you stay on this planet that you ruined yeah son of a bitch yeah he's like history's greatest monster basically yeah. like why would ain't nobody yeah. got time for that well she didn't know anything about any of that right like I mean he more or less yeah. not that he was leading a double life but he had yeah. this oh, profound she, lie in his past yeah because they I guess she might not have known about that like what, no she didn't yeah. I think I, I yeah I don't think she's supposed to have known about that and then also he decided to go ahead with this anti-aging yeah. idea even without asking her regardless she's obviously not on board with it the, seems pretty weird that he got buried there but whatever well yeah you know so thus ends the episode and they're all like alright let's go someplace else uh, let's say Isis 3 and Jordy's like Isis 3 go and we get some chirpy happy synthesizer music and off the enterprise zooms to adventure and excitement so you had mentioned before why you know you kind of wondered why picard even when jameson was dragging them into a very dangerous situation picard didn't relieve him of duty duty. i think that is the secret subplot of the whole episode is and why that opening scene gave us all that tension music because this is the first time picard has been um one up you know trump for command of the ship Mm. and then we get to see how he reacts and i think he's just pissed the whole time he's just sulking he's like like, i'm not fine fine get us all killed yeah i don't even care those hostages Mm. i don't care see what happens and this is a lesson for us like don't do this again because picard will just be a douche the whole time <laughs> like what's he doing beaming down like he's, yeah he, i have the right to beam down you stay here on the ship Riker. boom yeah he's like picard out mic drop he's waiting to see if picard Riker would even... oh he should have dropped his communicator badge he's thrown it at Riker. yeah yeah it, like catch him in the eye like oh nope that didn't no. happen so i don't know yeah like everything he does is pretty much reckless yeah. and ridiculous everything about jameson's stay on the enterprise screams you know Picard, relieve me in. of duty 
Picard, stop this shit. Yeah. And he doesn't. And Picard doesn't. Neither does the medical officer. Like, you know. Crusher? Yeah, Crusher yeah. could have done it too. She didn't have. Yeah. She could have said, you know what? You are relieved of duty. Boom. I think they were just so surprised to see the de aging dude. They just wanted yeah, to see what uh, would happen next. Yeah, I guess so. I was like, shit, this is. You, you don't see this every day. And, so, like, we're, we live on a spaceship, so. So, yeah, needless to say, um, this episode gets really low marks for inconsistency. Mm. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Do you want to rate it now before we oh, move sure. on? to uh, other topics okay um, all right uh what are you what are you feeling i'm acting ensign <laughs> really that yeah. low yeah it's terrible uh, but no acting ensign is a, is one of our faves oh yeah you, all can't, right, you can't give him the rainbow stripe so that's like chief yeah, what, yeah what's above what's about ensign what's about yeah. what's about acting ensign um just ensign okay ensign ensign you're gonna give it an ensign yeah i'm gonna give it a chief i'm gonna give it a one of those ensigns that you know dies within five seconds of them mm-hmm. landing on their away mission well, that doesn't happen on next gen though it happens a couple times a couple times not like on the original series no the original series a crewman died every single episode pretty much i wonder if there's statistics for that somebody must have made note it's out there of how many people because i'm absolutely certain that somebody dies in every single episode of the original series they must i'm sure it happens they don't but i'm sure you can get a death count but it's probably pretty high like i would i would if not every episode almost every episode (laughs) uh involves the death of at least one crewman uh, maybe maybe pretty sure well but uh how would you what would you well how would you how would you grade this episode I, i'm i'm gonna give it a chief it's gonna be uh okay. one unfilled pip all right you know it's uh it's an o'brien so That's, sad it feels sad and it doesn't feel good either like i mean o'brien's cool but his rank is not but then he does become uh he's so much more about that yeah in, in ds9 his, what's his rank like doesn't he become chief. like is it still chief it's always chief oh man but he's a uh, more senior O'Brien. chief he's the chief guy I just feel like O'Brien should outrank Wesley Crusher. Oh, he totally would on DS9. All right. So um, let's see. (laughs) Uh, Memory Alpha's list of original series fatalities among the Enterprise crew only is as follows. Uh, There are seven seven blue shirts, nine gold shirts, 24 red shirts, 15 unknown for a total of 55 out of 79 episodes. But it's broken down as casualties as a percentage of population. (laughs) So, for example, with blue shirts seven die but we see 136 of them in the show mm-hmm. that's a death percentage of a 5.1 yeah interestingly enough the red shirt death count is we see 24 deaths for 239 total red shirt scene that's roughly 10 percent yeah the ho- shockingly the highest death rate is, is amongst in, the gold shirts uh nine gold shirts die out, out of a total 55 for 13.4 percent incredible that's amazing but uh, uh-huh. i wonder if it says anywhere in here about uh, how many deaths per episode well, you can see right there, there were total 55 total deaths. Yeah. Surely you know off the top of your head how many episodes there were. 79. Well, there you go. Okay. So less than one per show. Okay. But a pretty high, like 66%, but, roughly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's still a lot. Show, on average, yeah. two-thirds of the shows will there have a death. Go. Interesting, interesting. That's the original series. <laughs> um, Man. That's um, pretty cool. What else did we want to talk about? Oh, uh, Admiral Fashion. Oh yes, of course. The we admiral. We do a single episode of this podcast without talking about fashion. <laughs> um, well, that is our 
pr I'm pretty sure that's like the core of our audience are you know fashionistas Star Trek fashionistas yeah yeah my favorite thing I, I strongly feel that the way it should be is more or less that you have these uniforms that you have to wear at all of the lower ranks as in the in Starfleet Academy you have a specific uniform if you're a, if you're an NCO you've got a very specific uniform mm -hmm, if you're a mm -hmm. bridge officer like, same thing if you're one of those unranked people on the show you never get a collared uniform even in season 5 you're wearing the shitty old lycras <laughs> possibly the skirt model if, oh, you, yeah. if you're really lowly but everybody has a uniform for their job the best one of the high, like the highest rank that you can ascend to in, in general rank that you can ascend to in Starfleet the culmination of your career is to become an admiral and I feel at that point more or less that's when the fashion rules get li like loosened right up <laughs> you have to have a there's some vague interpretation of what an admiral's and uniform should look like, like but you it's more or less on you to just flare it up do whatever you want yeah like th this admiral uniform had like a built in sash yeah he had like six pips or like yeah, six yeah. goldy pips yeah and like gold trim along all of yeah. all of the black accents on his uniform and there's, uh, there's so little consistency the in what first the two wear. seasons of next gen I think every time we see an admiral they're wearing a different admiral uniform I like to pretend that's the way it is throughout maybe the there's Trek just universe. a pantheon of admiral uniforms and they can choose from them you know like how, I think like I how think, Kirk had his casual fat shirt you know the, the green shirt for when he was feeling puffy I think it's even better than that I think oh. when you when you become an admiral at first your first duty at your ceremony is to come up with your oh, admiral design outfit. your own yeah oh, design your own and then from then on if people like it they can obviously adopt it as an official admiral's uniform oh. so the only way a new uniform design gets made is when someone becomes so, an admiral joining the admiralty is basically the Starfleet equivalent of Project Runway indeed my indeed. goodness it's like blood orange it's red fantastic and yeah I, I, that seems to be the way it is because we see like popular designs <laughs> come up again and again like yeah. Admiral Necheyev for example rocks a really standard yeah we see a lot of a lot of uh, admirals wearing that later on you might even call it the Necheyev see if I were an admiral like I, I would be reverting back to the old school Wrath of Khan episode that's or, uh, uh, episode uh, era. myself I think I think those are just that's just a bygone era of fashion like you still have to it still has to conform to the general aesthetic of the day still got to be lycra i think so yeah yeah that's what i'm saying well oh well i guess i suppose it's what would you what so what would your admiral uniform what would your innovation be capes no one has a cape i've never seen one would it be full uh th that's what i'm saying the admirals should all have capes okay but would you go for like would this be a short like, like, cape like, like a full cape down to my ankles or like a short cape down to like the Is small it? of my back or a shorter cape even yeah, shoulder to just length. just past my shoulder blades yeah you basically it's like heel length knee length I'm, waist length shoulder length I would go butt length though, like just past the bottom of my, uh, my butt would it, would it wrap around like you have one arm it, covered in the cape I don't know like, like do I, do Darkwing I, Duck do style I, just, I, I could do it like Boba Fett style where it's just over one shoulder is he got a cape uh, really well, he's got kind of a cloak thing you know like oh, you shit. know like Clint Eastwood style oh badass yeah yeah and maybe I would do that but I think uh, I think I'd do the full cape so that I could have a billow on either side of me when I walk what would you do with a pip thing I'm, situation I'm like, I'm miming walking right now for the audience at home. I look at this. It looks great. What would you do with the pips? Like, so it's, it's not even clear what how that works, right? Yeah, like yeah. Admirals just seem to have whatever the hell the they want. The admiral pips are kind of hard to decipher. Um, Sometimes they've got those two little boxes on opposite yeah, sides of the collar. Yeah. Some of them, like, Jameson just have six of them. <clears throat> I think... 
Um, I would, you know, I would have like my pips on me, like like Thor style, like you know how oh. Thor has those orb kind of yeah, things yeah. on his on his body suit. Yeah, that's how I would do the pips, like bam, bam, you know, so like really, really big. two, like at my shoulders, and they would be and they would be locking in the They'd cave button in the too. cave. Yeah, 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 of course, and then two kind of mid abdomen, and then two, one on each hip. This is really grand. Yeah. Especially because, you know, by definition, if you're just introducing this, you're the most lowly of all the admirals. <laughs> and you've got this sort of imperial outfit. I'm right. You know, I'm basically, <laughs> when I become an admiral, I'm forcing the other admirals to step up their fucking game. Congratulations. Because, you know, admiral Jeff. <laughs> now in charge of the mailroom. <laughs> I don't think that's how the admiralty works. Someone's in charge. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, well yeah. Uh, Postmaster General yeah, of yeah. Starfleet. Which would you have I could, the? Uh, I'd do that. Would you have the communicator symbol on your cape as a huge emblem in the back, or the cape oh, be blank? That's a, maybe the cape is even cut like that. Oh, weird. So the cape is the is the Delta swoop of the uh, of the Federation. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Perhaps might do that, yeah. and uh, yeah. and you know, like maybe a laurel wreath made out of wow. uh, uh, made out of those Delta swoops, like one wow. up, one down, one up, just all the way around. That'd be like a Caesar. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to draw this. Please do. And so when this episode goes up, we'll post my rendering of this. I want a of drawing this. of this. Do you think, should I have gloves? Um, well, like the normal uniform would be, would have, I think all of them seem to have sleeves that go to their wrist. I yeah. Don't, I don't know but if I'm, you can... I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like like old school, you know, like musketeer style gloves, you know, like with the big kind of oh, fold oh. around there, you know, and ditto boots with that as wow. well you know because i mean boots are a thing in trek you know like yeah, all, all the boots. pants have the boot cut going on but i want my boots to be outside like with the big swashbuckle flare on them are you gonna go to like yeah. admiral's meetings with this stuff yes i am all right make way for the postmaster general bitches yeah you look like the scarlet mm. now, but whatever yeah that's great. I think since you're going that way, I would have to go totally the opposite way, go extreme minimalist. <laughs> so my outfit would just be a... A black unitard. <laughs> oh, that's... No, I was thinking... Uh, I was th- <laughs> I was Black thinking, unitard with like just the the delta swoop over your junk oh, as, as like like in place of a fig leaf. Yeah, my rank pips are just on my nipples. <laughs> All six of them. Yeah, yeah, three each. Gross. Oh no, two, two. Yeah, it's three nipples. It was three nipples. Now I actually was gonna say a t-shirt with the uh, picture of the uh, oh the uniform on it, but the unitard idea is probably better. No, just just a plain white t-shirt with admiral written across it in black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Black black aerial. Awesome, yeah. Admiral. Comic Sans, obviously. <laughs> Comic Sans, the boldest of them all. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to draw this. I'm really excited. Um, yeah. That's what I'm going to do tonight when I go home. I'm going to start sketching out my Admiral form. Please do. I will. I will. Yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be watching Top Gun. Okay. What we're going to do is, here's the plan. So, see, I think that in 60 years, Top Gun is still going to resonate. So what mm. we're going to do is we're going to we're going to get old, then we're going to take anti-aging drugs, and then we're going to watch Top Gun. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll put it into my schedule that, like, we'll, we'll get together. Yeah. Like, 27. Um, yeah, like or I don't, I don't imagine I'm gonna live another sixty years. That's what the aging drugs for. I know, I know, I know. Just, I'm just saying. Like, let's get together when we're like okay. eighty-five or something and see how all Top right. Gun holds up. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep a, uh, I'll keep a thumb drive with it. Please, do. <laughs> just for safekeeping. Nice. Just insert it into our heads at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm out of ideas. Are you? Yeah. Are you, you think we're done? I think so. All right. Um, 
Okay, so thank you for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. Please join us next time when, when we'll we'll, we'll be... get back to making fun of Wesley. Oh yeah, uh, we there wasn't really much. To, he was was he even in this episode? No, no, he no. wasn't. Ghost Town. All right, so uh, next time it's I believe when the bow breaks, which is a Wesley episode. It is a very Wesley centric episode. Yeah. So hold on to your hats, kids. It's going to be a good time. All right, this is Pags. I'm Polly. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>